Introduction. I went into this subject with an open mind. It really felt necessary if I wanted to get anything out of the events such as these, as some are incredibly hard to believe. But what I found myself feeling, instead of doubt, was sadness. I think another fitting name for this book would be Melancholy Places, as that's how I felt as I looked into these stories, and that's how I felt as I wrote. Even now, the feeling persists. The fact of the matter is, we're all going to die. Most can't know when, how, and why for certain, but we know it will happen, and yet our own mortality hovers high above our heads for most of our lives. If we know this to be the case, why are so many of us scared to live, to try things we want, to say how we feel? It's almost like our own death doesn't sound real to us, but we sadly don't get a choice in the matter. Nobody does. My feelings are reflected in these stories. I picked those which made me ponder my own mortality the most. I'm not afraid to say I spent a lot more time with my eyes wide open in bed after I finished writing this, with many thoughts about life and death circling in my head. But I don't think that was a bad thing. I know I'll die one day, and I'm trying to accept it. It just might, in my eyes, make me care less about the bad times and appreciate the good times more. Now, let's head to Egypt. Chapter 1. Pyramids. Echoes of the Past. It was the year 2005 when Joshua Graham decided it was time for him and his wife Julia to take a break from their usual life's routine of going to work, watching TV, going to dinner, and sleeping, by visiting a place that was anything but like their home. This American couple never even considered visiting Egypt, which was the exact reason why they elected it would be the perfect place to shatter monotony and bring some life to their stagnated relationship. But what the couple would find in the endless deserts of Egypt, sprinkled with occasional pyramids, would be nothing of the living, not even close to it. The pyramids, what a sight. Tombs, they are, resting places of dead kings who lived their lives enjoying absolute power, whose deaths would cost thousands of lives just to erect their resting place. Buried within these structures, they laid with their earthly possessions surrounding them, but also the souls of dead men, whose lives were the cost of such an illustrious grave. They used to say pharaohs would enter the afterlife with all of their possessions if they were near them in death. But do they also take with them the souls of so many who died for such a privilege? Is this something that comes up in most people's minds when they observe these structures? For a man called Gavriel Fazlich, it absolutely was. But wait, wasn't this story about Joshua and Julia? Patience, dear reader. Patience. Everything will be clear soon enough. We're just taking a small detour. If Gavril had enough patience to save up money for years to afford his trip to Egypt, I'm sure you can muster up some for this story. And yes, Egypt was a bit of an obsession for Gavril, who was always fascinated by them. His fascination with the structures wasn't of scientific nature. He thought of the pyramids more as places of spirit and faith. How people back then were so dedicated to their leader, they would break their backs just to build him his resting place, even after his death. But after he spent some time in Egypt, his perspective changed. 
Gavril wondered how many people perished just to raise an ugly triangle off the ground for a dead man. How many were forced to die, and how many did so willingly, he didn't know. But either way, repulsion is what he felt. Gavril's respect for the pyramids and all they stood for turned to disgust. He distanced himself from the structure, raising a tent on a nearby sandy hill. He paid for his trip there with cash. At the very least, he wanted to say to his friends at home that he spent the night looking over a pyramid. He took one last glance at the pyramid and closed his eyes. But then, a shriek, accompanied by shouting and screaming, it snapped him out of his sleepy mood right away. What was making those sounds he had to investigate? Sounds of whips hitting flesh and stone being moved. He heard both while he put on his clothes before going outside his tent. He was out. The night sky of Egypt and the pyramid were...